0: You want a lot of money, but you don't even know what money is. And when you sit with that, and you really think about your relationship that you have with money, what really do you know? If all you've been taught is, I go to work, I give them my hours, I give them my time, and I get a paycheck, and you don't even get money, dollars, handed to you. It's electronically put into this account and you see it there on payday. But is that all money is? If you look at the dollar bill and you read the words on it, do you even know what those words mean? Where does money come from? Is your entire relationship with money based on someone else's perception? Or have you sat down and have you gotten to know money and defined it for yourself? These are the kind of questions that you need to start asking yourself and start thinking about when you say you want a whole lot of money, because wanting something is great. But in order to actually make it into a tangible aspect of your reality, you have to know what it is that you're doing. A desire is great, but as the Bible says, faith uh, without works is dead. Welcome back to becoming her. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the concept of getting to know money and why that is so difficult, specifically because of cognitive dissonance, the being in a constant state of survival and scarcity, and how those all work in conjunction to make it very difficult for you to get an understanding of what money actually is. When I lost everything during COVID, I was so upset, confused, and frustrated, and I felt like I had a really good working knowledge of what money was. And boy, was I wrong. I used to have the understanding that money was just this thing, you go and you get it, either by a job or you create a service, and it will magically end up in your account. And to some degree, that is true, but it's so much more than that. And I had to go back to the basics and ask myself, what is my relationship with money? What has it always been? I asked myself the deep questions, like what experiences have I had with money? Is it my own perception or did, was this impressed upon me? Was it passed down? And through doing a deep dive in my relationship with money and, and my understanding of money, I realized that the cognitive dissonance that I have had for years made it damn near impossible for me to have a solid relationship with money to the point where maybe I don't know everything because there's a lot to know, but I know enough and I have a really good foundation of where money comes from, why it was created, what I can do with it, what I can't do with it, and, and the energy that I need to be in to be able to create that in my life. <clears throat> when you grow up in an environment where you have only been a consumer, you go to your job, you make a, a, a living, right, um, and then you take that money and you go and you pay for things. That is the only vantage point that your parents, their parents could give if nobody in your reality has ever been an entrepreneur, if nobody in your reality has ever thought outside the box when it comes to money, if no one has ever seen opportunity and that continues to be passed down by the time it gets to you, there's so much cognitive dissonance in your, your DNA it's going to make it hard for you to even see possibility. Possibility is all around you. It's like a grid, right? And you're on the grid and there's all these possibilities that are trying to get to you. And the problem is, is that your grid is not filled in at all. You've been blocked off from the pathways. So no matter how much those opportunities are trying to get to you, the, the various pathways are, are blocked off and it is not until you become enlightened that now oh a new pathway is activated now i can hear when someone's trying to talk to me about money i can see different videos youtube videos um i can hear podcasts a book that keeps reoccurring in my life now i can actually see it obviously the universe is trying to tell me something but when you are under the the illusion and, and the you're checked out, all you're going to keep doing is the same things over and over again until it gets so visceral that you're activated. And when you're activated, then that sparks the change, right? Um, so let's talk about survival and being in scarcity. When you are in a survival state um, and and there's so much scarcity around you, It's like you're constantly in a a loop, right? So you go to this job, you make this money, and there's only but so much money you can make in that nine to five hours. So your job has capped you. Let's say that you can only make $100 at that job for that day, right? So the possibility, that there is no possibility. You're only making $100, right? So it's very finite. You take that $100, okay? And your light bill is due. You got to put gas in the car. Your insurance is due. The rent is due. There's all these different responsibilities that need to be handled, and, but, but there's only a finite amount of money, right? And so that's where that consumer versus producer comes in. You're only producing $100, yet you're consuming $500, it's an imbalance. So no matter how many times you continue to go back to that job and make that hundred dollars, you're going to keep coming back to your house and you're going to keep being in the hole. So now you've only paid100 dollars towards that $500 bill, and now, now, even though it's gone down to 400, guess what? The next month it's toppled on it's, it's compounded. So now you're going from 400 to 900. And you, you never get to actually catch up because you're in a situation that's very finite. And it just keeps going and going and going. And then you take out loans. You get credit cards, right? And that just keeps getting you deeper and deeper into the hole. So much so that now you're in an extreme state of survival and scarcity. I will do anything so that I can fix this situation. That's usually what comes up, and that was the phrase that came up in my mind. I will do anything, and I did. I went to, my, my drug of choice, so to speak, was to be, a, be become a stripper because I felt like, well, if a nine to five is very finite, then a stripper, I can make as much money as I want to. And while I learned great lessons, it was at my own expense. My boundaries were pushed. My self-worth was in the trash. And so now, not only am I dealing with being in a survival state, being in a scarcity state, now I'm creating real-time trauma for myself on top of that. And that continues on and on and on. And whether it be you decide you want to go and, and be in nightlife or you want to go and work 15 jobs, like all of it is the same. You're compounding trauma. And so now you've got cognitive dissonance and you've got, you're, you're putting yourself in a dysregulated state and now you're adding real-time trauma on top of it. You're exhausted. You're burnt out until you hit rock bottom and you're like, fuck, how the fuck did I get here? So instead of addressing the root cause, which is the cognitive dissonance and your lack of understanding and relationship with money, now you're trying to plug holes And this is how the game is played, and it continues on and on and on. And it wasn't until I woke up and realized, hey, wait a minute, let's stop. Let me take a beat, stop trying to act my way out of this, and let me think my way through this. Let me feel my way through this. This feels really uncomfortable. I'm fucking pissed off. I'm angry. Why is it like this? Why was I born into this? Why was I not born with money? that doesn't, like, it literally did not make sense to me. And I mean, I grew up in a a middle class family, I would say, and I had great experiences. But it was like, I had to sacrifice myself and my sanity for money, being that I had to go and clock into a nine to five that I hated, spend time there, be told what to do, do all these things that, that really are against the very fiber of my being. And that whole dynamic, that push pull dynamic of I'm sacrificing my entire being for this piece of paper, just felt out of whack for me. And I had to really unpack all of those things and get deep with myself and realize, okay, I haven't been able to hear or see or know anything because of the cognitive dissonance. Well, how do I come up out of that? I pay attention. Where am I refusing to build a relationship with money? Where am I struggling to understand concepts do i have i taken the time to really read about where money originated from because i know there was a time that we used to barter back and forth with resources or services or land but now we have money to do that so what was that about why did they do that right and and the cognitive dissonance i started chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and it's reframing my entire identity so i went from mentally this little girl who felt like you know disempowered and frustrated because i had never been taught about money and i reframed it and now i'm a woman who understands the concepts of money and even if i i i don't understand everything and i'm not like one of those finance bros i know enough to feel comfortable, and that's what it's all about. I need to know enough to feel comfortable and get a really good grasp of what I'm doing here so that I can feel safe. So now I'm no longer in a survival mode because I know what money is, I know where it comes from, and I may not know the exact root of how I'm going to get it, but I know I can get it because it's just a numbers game, or it's it's just putting a structure together, right? Um, this is commerce, right? It's it's not based on my feelings; it's business. And the more I sat with these concepts, and the more I learned, the less intense it felt, the more safe that I felt in my body the more clear I felt in my mind. And had I not done that, I would have continued on the cycle over and over and over. So I, if I were starting out all over again, I would do the same process. I would sit down and take inventory of where I have no clue what is going on money wise i would look at my bills i would look at where i'm consuming where am i spending this money what am i doing with money currently right now if i say i want a lot of it where is all of my money going where cuz dollars you usually employ dollars to go and bring more dollars so where am i employing my dollars right you have to get an understanding of where you're at Then I would go and read about money, the history of it, where it was created, why it was created, what I can do with it, what I can't do with it. Get a really, really good understanding because no one can fool you once you know. Once the veil is lifted and once you have clarity, nobody can fool you into this game of scarcity. And it's all working in conjunction, you know, um... There are no days off because if you take days off, you know those days compound, and you're sitting there months down the line, you know, year after year, looking at your reality, saying, "I don't understand how I got here." Well, it it stems from January when you didn't sit down and took take a look at your finances. It stems from February when you didn't go and read about the history of money. It stems from March when you didn't write out a, a system of how you're going to get yourself in a better financial situation. It stems from April when you sat there and you blew your entire savings when you said you were going to go and, and build your credit profile and make sure that you put money in. Um, you, you learned about a brokerage account. You put money in your brokerage account. It stems from all of those actions or inaction. And now you're in December sitting here crying and, and you're feeling scarcity and you're feeling lack and you're feeling like you're in a cycle of survival. So then you go and you get 20 jobs, you're you're trying to mitigate the risk and you're taking on a whole lot more and exhausting yourself instead of getting very, very clear, concise and focused. And that that happens by removing the cognitive dissonance and Really, it, no matter how com- uncomfortable it is, because it's gonna, either you're going to be uncomfortable in scarcity and survival, or you're going to be uncomfortable as you're working through the cognitive dissonance and, and those concepts that put you there in the first place. You, know, uh, you chose to be here in this lifetime, and whoever your parents were, however that all came about, you, you can't keep harping on that. You're here now, so it's time to take control. And we as women, like we've we've historically not been in the room, right? And that's, that's the way the cookie crumbled. But you can choose to be in the room. You may not be invited to sit at the round table, but guess what? You can get on YouTube. There's ChatGPT. You can go and read books on it, right? Um, you can listen to trusted sources. You can talk to people who've had to work through the same type of scenarios to figure out how do I really understand this this money game right um, and I liken it to relationships with men if a man if, if a man sat there and came into your life and was like, "You know what um I don't want to get to know you, I don't really want to talk to you i don't really like we don't we don't have to spend a whole lot of time together, but I expect you to have sex with me, I expect you." to give me all of your time. I expect you to get to know me, understand me in and out. And um, I, I, I want no pushback. That's not a relationship you would sign up for. So if you want money to, to be a constant in your life, how can you expect it to show up for you when you know nothing about it, when you don't spend time with it, when you don't understand what what it's doing in your life or what it's not doing in your life, when you don't know the history, you don't know anything. You just go to your job, you collect your check and you go home. Or you you work as a freelancer, you collect your check and you go home. That's not enough. It really isn't, especially if you want to be someone who has a a nice amount of money to be comfortable. I personally would like to be very, very wealthy. And I know for a fact that that's only going to happen by me leaving behind my old identity and assuming a new one. And part of that new identity is making sure that I have a really good working knowledge of money. And I am constantly, every day, chipping away at the old program so that I can insert the new one and accept that and adopt that Because women are intelligent and in fact, I would argue that we probably have an an advantage that men don't have because we tap into our intuition and we tap into all that is. So it is time for women to take back control and be in the driver's seat of our finances. Historically that has not been um, allowed for us and now we're in a day and age where we can go and get a job, we can go and get a bank account. We can go and make our own money. We, we can do all these things. So why not take it a step further? Why complain that we're not invited in the room? Why not just get what we can and put together the resources we can to be able to understand how to really build out our life so that it's sustainable, so that we don't have to keep going in the cycles of survival and scarcity? It's not necessary. It's just that, that we haven't been taught but we can teach ourselves. I'm living proof of that. I Again, when I lost it all, I, I had no knowledge of the things that I know now. And the nice thing is, I know without a doubt in my mind, I will never, ever be in those situations ever again. You can't fix what already happened, but you can prepare yourself for a brighter future. And I hope that this podcast and the direction I'm going is part of that evolution for you because you deserve to be financially literate. You deserve to feel empowered and you deserve to have the resources that you need to have a sustainable life. If you are looking for a resource to help you out with that, I created a guide that helps you determine your relationship with money. You can find that in my, the link in my Instagram bio or the link in my TikTok bio. And until next time, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode.